brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that is occasionally entertaining for... Not nowhere near the 20 minutes that it says nowhere near that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at you for a guess, maybe. <laughs> I was, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it today. I'm thinking more like, you know, like low teens, if we're lucky. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we are still banned in most shopping malls and amusement parks in North America, as well as the playground at the local fast food joint. It was not me that was in the ball pit. Maury? <laughs> no, I think it was you. <laughs> there was a really ugly incident with the Hamburglar statue at the local McDonald's, and I just, I'm just going to leave that there. This, <laughs> this is, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. Oh, Bob, it's a pleasure. I got chased down the street by a Longhorn and tripped over a tumbleweed, but I made it in. <laughs> <laughs> And made man Maury. Howdy, partner. Wore my deep boots because the wore my boots because it's pretty deep in here today in the basement. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna, okay, Justin. Go Good morning, it. Bob. Glad you brought in the mechanical bull for our amusement today. That's not a bull. What do you <laughs> get off of it? That's not when I said mount. No. no. Mm. It's a longhorn that chased me down the street. I think. Thank God this is. Thank God this is radio and not TV. All right, Maury and Brent and myself. Are, well, for now, until they throw us out. At this point, are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rail bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check out us uh, check us out on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. Uh, we actually were able to raise some money for Honor Flight here in South Florida uh, the night before last with some of those picks and uh, raised a good bit of money. And uh, hopefully, we're going to be sending some of those heroes up to D.C. to go see the memorial. They deserve it. Our show is also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the Society and all their events, you can visit them at ftlws.com. And even though our buddy Harm is not here today. Mr. Happy? Mr. Happy. Mr. Bitter. Um, our show is also <laughs> sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic Machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass when the cheap weasel will pour one for you. Uh, you can find them at www.findspirits.net, and I can say that because he's not here to give me a look and want to have me direct you to 14 other places to find it. Yeah. So, all right. well, it's, good to, 
Well, he is hiding behind all that construction material there lately. Yeah, well, who knows? I'm sure he's in trouble for something. That's probably why he's not here. Um, (laughs) Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and other beverages. And today's show, we're going to be discussing whiskeys from Title 21 and Knockmore. And here's some of the whiskeys we're going to be discussing today. We have the Title Number 21 American Whiskey. We have the Title 21 Bourbon. We have Title 21 Rye, and we have Knockmore Irish Whiskey. So, I know I'm going to regret this <laughs> with every fiber of my being. No, how can you regret somebody that actually looked up on Google of how to how to talk like a Texan? No, he looked up <laughs> Wiki How. <I> <laughs> And it said, just don't act like a drunken leprechaun. Giving out my trade secrets. He's wearing a green shirt. (laughs) You know it's still going to be the drunken leprechaun. (laughs) I could tell him, could you do, oh, I I don't know. know, We all know I don't really have another accent. merchant on the streets of of Saigon, it would be a drunken leprechaun. If I asked him to do an Eskimo accent, it would be a drunken leprechaun. If I asked him to do a Mexican accent, it would be a drunken leprechaun. (laughs) Absolutely. So, go ahead. (laughs) Against my better judgment. (laughs) All right. We'll be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with these Sips ratings plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. Sips ratings. One, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Two, nice. Hey there, Tex. Hey there, Tex, you want to maybe, you know, your average Texan talks a little bit more slow. They ain't kind of like them hillbillies <laughs> from the mountains in Carolina and Tennessee. They kind of like to talk a little bit slower. So could you pause a little bit so we can play them their sounds? Thank <laughs> you kindly. Two. Nice. But what else do you have? <laughs> well, isn't that nice? John Wayne is spinning in his grave right now. Dear God. (laughs) The leprechaun is is arising. He's from West Ireland. Three. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, maybe his time spent on the bull could be that good. <laughs> he was on a wire. Anyway, I mean, like one of the circus. He's like a Walenda. He was on a wire. He was on a wire and he was walking from one side to the other and he saw the clowns blow and he thought, maybe I'll jump off this wire into the net. And Hey, hey the there's Gunther Gable Williams in the corner. Give him some slack. <laughs> he lost that accident in the hour he was waiting for you to get the equipment up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was nearly perfect an hour ago. That was that was scary. You're saying it's devolved since then? It's devolved. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, practice makes worse. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right, well, (laughs) since you're so chatty today, we're going to have Maury tell us a little bit about uh, Title 21. Why, thank you, Bob. Title 21 is from Southwest Spirits and Wine out of Dallas, Texas. Hence the Texas accent. On December 5th, 1933, 
the 21st Amendment to the United States Constitution repealed the prohibition on alcohol sales and production, and the brand was named in honor of that historic Woo! event. Repeal day. I nearly knocked over my glass. <laughs> it's repeal day. Come on. There's not a guy at this table that doesn't get excited on that day. I know you idiots. You all call me on that day. Go, it's a repeal day. That's right. We, we'd be having re- repeal day parties. They are currently distilling whiskey, and while they wait for their product to mature, they are sourcing barrels from Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana. So let's get started with our first expression. And we're going to have Bob tell us about it. All right. Well, the first expression we've got is the title number 21 original, which is 40%. Where'd the bottle go? Hand me that bottle. Oh, this one right here? That's the bourbon. Nope. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah, this is the title 21 uh, American whiskey. It's at uh, 40% ABV. Uh, this expression is a blend of whiskey and bourbons of various ages up to 10 years that were aged in charred oak barrels. It is then f- The bourbon is then further aged in new charred oak barrels in Texas for anywhere between eight months and one and a half years until it meets their uh, flavor profile. And then it is blended with an American whiskey that is 10 or more years of age. So um, the mash sounds bill, complicated. Yeah, not a simple process. Yeah, it's, it, you know, but hey, it's 10 years. 10 years, man. 10, ten years. Where have you been for 10 years? Man, you've been in Texas, apparently. Uh, the mash bill, once you combine them and then redo the math, which um, I can't, you know, it's just like a train leaves Chicago at 80 miles an hour and it's going to New York. I, I, I can't figure this out. Um, but the uh, end up is it is 86% corn, 11% rye, and 3% malted barley. Um Usually when you see whiskey as opposed to the word bourbon, that usually means that the source product is not going to meet the definitions of bourbon, which usually means it's some of it's been aged, perhaps used, used cooperage, barrels. which is perfectly fine. I mean, there's, I don't know, 100 million used barrels being used two, three, four, five times over in uh, Scotland. But that's just it. That's the category of whiskey that it comes in. Um, this is a blend of American whiskey and bourbon. It's got a very light nose on it, almost uh, almost floral, kind of perfumey. Um, the corn, I mean, it's eighty six percent, but it, it's it. I'm getting a little bit more of a corny nose to it, definitely. And it's a, it's you know what it is. It's we're used to drinking straight bourbons, uh, so when you get something that's been put in aged cooperage, it you know it doesn't. You get more of the corn flavor that comes through and less of the wood influence. So that definitely is uh, that definitely is affecting it, giving a little bit more of the corn nose on it, which honestly is kind of refreshing. Um, it's got a light color to it. And hold on, let me take a sip. Mm. It's very nice, um, light, sweet. You get a lot of the corn flavor on the front, a lot of sugar. Just a slight hint of caramel, not as much as you would in a standard bourbon because, again, I think it's the cooperage. But, uh, you know, a, a pretty solid whiskey. Um, you know, it's got the finish on it. Is, uh, it's on the shorter side. It, it does. The sweetness stays. I get the sweetness around on the edges of my tongue, and that seems to last. Um, 
but yeah, I mean that's a that's a perfectly serviceable whiskey. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's Wonder, something in there wonderfully that approachable. Yeah, there's but there's <laughs> there's something in there that I just can't quite place and I can't figure it out. I think it's almost like a Flintstones. No, it's like a uh, like a flower. We'll be back. Maybe I'll figure it out then. And we're back, and we are here talking about the title number 21, uh, American Whiskey. What did you think about it, Brent? Well, you didn't give us a rating on this yet. Uh, we're gonna we're changing that. We're going to do one rating at the end. Oh, we are? Oh. It's for you to tell us. Yeah. It's a this surprise. Is, it's a surprise. I'm shocked. This is a, you know, I read the color. This is a very light, very light in color. I got a little bit of fruitiness to this. So I got some oranges, um, some cinnamon. Of course, the, the corn really comes out. Uh, I have, uh, you know, a slight bit of caramel. Like I said, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's actually very good. It's, it's something that everybody could drink. It's a very entry, very good entry level. So, um, it's entry level. I enjoyed it. The, the finish is short, you know, but this is going to be something that somebody's going to use as a mixer, something like that. You're not going to really drink this straight. Yeah. You know, but it's going to be a great, great little mixer and stuff. So oh, it'd be good in a cocktail. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the finish is short just by itself. So Maury, what about you? Well, I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I don't know that. Shocking. I don't know what how great it would be as a cocktail mixer. I think it's a nice entry level whiskey. It's young. It's corny. It's like a it's a corn yeah. whiskey. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I think we're used to a lot more corn. Uh, a lot more corn. We're used to a lot more wood and maturity. Well, right. We and are. I think, we're, right. That's for us. I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure you're used to more wood. <laughs> I think, given that- your line of work. <laughs> Uh, I think the used, the used barrels uh, show through a little bit in that it's just so corn dominant. For me, it's just dominated by corn. It makes it sort of a one-note uh, whiskey. It's a well-made corn whiskey, but I, I really I really think of it more as a corn whiskey. And if you're going for corn, uh, you know, you've got uh, – it, it's yeah. it's all in. Well, I got um, some of the fruitiness in it too, some of the, some oranges, you know, a little bit of – yeah, no, I don't there. disagree with that. Anyway, I just don't know how well a corn whiskey would go in a cocktail. I think it's a, it's an interesting expression. It's a nice price point. It's entry level. It's well made. Uh, there, there are no flaws. It's just for my palate, it's too one note with the corn. Yeah. The 80 proof is something that also, you know, I, we, we all like a little bit higher proof, you know, and this was what makes this one. That's why I say this one is, a, is a, in a mixer. You know, not so yeah, but eighty proof. As soon as you start adding some mixers, you're taking the proof way, way down. Alcoholic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah okay. Well. Oh, thank you very much. The corn on the nose was really prominent. I got um, corn followed through on the palate. I got some bananas. Um, kind of reminded me of mellow corn watered down to eighty proof without the kick to it. I'd mix it with the Mexican Coke, but like three quarters of Mexican Coke, one quarter of this. And I think that the corn syrup and the cane sugar is going to make a nice balanced drink. So I'd do that. I what in God's it. name is a Mexican Coke? You've never had a Mexican Coke? <laughs> so Mexican Coke's made with pure cane sugar. The like way they used the way to they, make them. The way God intended Pre-war. It. And what are our Cokes made with? Corn, corn syrup. syrup. So if you do a corn whiskey, a corn syrup's going to taste like um, bad. Really oh, yeah. bad. 
But oh, if you mix yeah, it Mexican with the cane sugar, it's going to oh, yeah. work. Mexican Where Coke. Where am I going to get that Mexican Coke? I Costco. Drive down it's in my house. Costco. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You sell it in the little glass bottles. You haven't seen for, it? For, no. uh, yeah, I've been buying that stuff for drinks. years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've been living yeah. under a rock. Pepsi makes it with uh, sugar as well. You can get throwbacks oh. from all of them. Yeah. Passover, they do all Mexican style Coke because I don't know why, but they just <laughs> use the real sugar. <laughs> Absolutely. No real cultural reason. We just like, they we just, like they real just Coke really, better. Yeah. yeah. Really good Mountain Dew and really good Coke in the holidays. Thank you for that Passover <laughs> holiday <laughs> information infomercial. Yeah. I remember Passover at my house, we used to have um, ribs and, and ham. But Sounds that, like yeah. my house. Yeah. That's, that, that's pretty much uh, my <laughs> hillbilly, you know, what we're doing, but all right, so that was that one, and uh, vote is in, and we're going to give that one two sips. Well, isn't that nice? So we're on to our next one, and let's have Brent tell us about the next whiskey. Thanks, Bob. Our next product is the title number 21, Bourbon. This is a 42% ABV, so it's uh, 84 proof, if my math is correct, non-age stated. Um, Damn, he did that without an abacus. I, I, <laughs> used I, his toes. I, I used my he's toes. He's still got his show. His shoes my, are still on. I used my toes, and that was uh, a fact. Our, our little boy's growing up. Yeah. Uh, this is made from a blend of source bourbon from 2006 and 2007 that has been further aging in Dallas, Texas since 2016. Yeah. Yeah. The mash bill is 79% corn, 17% rye, and 4% malted barley. Color on this one is a little bit is is much is actually much darker than the uh, not a lot darker but a little bit darker than the the American whiskey that we just had and uh, the nose you get a lot of typical bourbon notes with this very typical of the of the caramel the vanilla a little bit of pepper uh, it's I mean my response to this was what well, really you know this came out of Texas. You know, I was kind of surprised that, you know. Did you say Texas? Texas. Texas, yeah. This came out of Texas. I get, on the palate, I get caramel, vanilla, butterscotch, a little bit of floral, and a hint of pepper. And it's, you know, it's followed by um, by a little bit of, you know, peppery spice finish. Beautiful little finish. I actually enjoyed this one. I was happy with it. You know, and I was so very surprised it came out of Texas. I, you know. That, that one really shocked me. Is that the Are finish? you suggesting it's, that well, you've got something against Texas? Well, I'm not. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. I've not been a fan of uh, quite a few of the Texas products, but I realize this is not. This came from, from uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana. It's a blend of products from them, one of them. And then it's just aged down there. So, it's, uh, Maury, what about you? What do you think about it? Well, thank you, um, Brent. I, I would agree with most of the things that you said. Uh, I think it's a very pleasant, very approachable uh, bourbon. It could easily be uh, an everyday go-to, particularly for a new bourbon drinker. It's um, well-made. It's got typical bourbon aspects to the nose. It's got a really nice um, uh, mouthfeel on the palate. It's coating. It, it does. It it's does. viscous. It uh, goes down nice. Uh, finished medium medium to short 
Uh, but it's got all the typical notes, the vanilla, the caramel, the toffee, the creme brulee. I think it's a really nice whiskey. And, and, and to be perfectly honest, to tip my hand a little, it's really my favorite thing we've had here today. Um, it's just there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's um, I, I wouldn't say that it's a standout, but I would say it's a solid middle of the road bourbon that really gets you going. And uh, as Bob would say, it'll take you where you need to go. Hey, yeah. it's not, nothing it's offensive about it. Twenty-eight sure. to thirty dollars, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, the price point. Yeah, the price so, point is yeah. good. The, now I, I mean, it's, I, I can I can name you about three dozen out of the, just out of my head that are fifty bucks or more that aren't as good. That's for sure. You know, heck, I can think of probably hey, a dozen. Tucker's more expensive. Than I this. can think of a dozen that are sixty bucks or more that aren't as good. So, what do yeah, you I think, know. Justin? I got an interesting nose off this one. It reminded me of like camphor and the. Uh, heavy corn on the palate and then it ended with a little burn on the front end of the finish and then it just ended sweet so it was kind of nice Bob, and that's you what have always a wonderful guys. way <laughs> with words yeah it just sort of drops off with him doesn't it you know it's, you uh, obviously have a wonderful economy <laughs> with words I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. Yeah, okay. That's uh Oh my. Exactly, George. Um Well, Bob, it's got a very nice nose to it. Just uh just a nice hint of oak on it, just on the top note on the tip of your nose. Yeah, you can definitely smell the age on this. I I'm just trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to determine if the extra time in Texas and the new cooperage, you know, if it's changed it that much or not. Hmm. But it's it's you know it's definitely a well put together whiskey. It's got some good age on it. It's got uh, all the notes you're looking for. It's got the caramel. Tastes a little bit of marshmallow in there. Um, you know, it's definitely got the vanilla in it. It's got a slight bit of tannin under the tongue. I'm getting just that slight little bit of, uh, you know, astringency from the wood. Um, you know, extremely well put together whiskey. And for the uh, honestly, you know, when I when when we got these, I had had these when me and you were in Chicago, Maury, and I thought, man, these you know, they're brand new. This, they're, they're making some good stuff. I'd like to review these. Um, thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, that that's a hell of a whiskey for thirty bucks. So uh, and when we were talking earlier, I was saying I could actually just sit and drink this all night without a problem. Just just a sipping, you know, sipping and drinking for a night or something. Where last so, night I found you in my garage drinking kerosene. Yeah, but I didn't drink it all night. <laughs> you you were there till at least three. You know, <laughs> it's that Longhorn scare. He was telling me it didn't have enough wood notes. I found him out there with a paint stirrer, stirring it around and licking the wood. Uh, all right, I tamed it for you, Brent. <laughs> That's our boy. All right, so uh, we're going to give the uh, Title 21 bourbon three sips. Interesting. All right, so we're going to move on to our next whiskey, and I think Maury's going to tell us about that one. Why, thank you, sir. This next You're welcome, sir. is the Title 21 rye, 45% ABV, also a $30 bottle of whiskey. This expression is a blend of rye whiskeys ranging from 12 months to 9 years of age. And one with a mash bill of nearly 100% rye, which we can assume probably comes from Indiana. 
the other is having a higher corn content so that the final product sits in an overall makeup of 89% rye, 6% corn, 5% malted barley. After blending, the product is further aged in Texas for anywhere from six months to a year. So clearly there's um, multiple whiskeys sourced in this, uh, in this dram. The nose to me is very sweet and uh, very much reminiscent of a Tex, excuse me, of a Tennessee rye. And on the palate, I get similar notes of sweetness, of Flintstone vitamins, and uh, which one? <laughs> Barney, Betty, Betty, Bam Bam, Bam Bam, Bam Bam, definitely Bam Bam. Bam, Bam. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time believing that this really ends up at 89% rye, considering that the that the base spirits are about 95%. That means they're using very little of that uh, Tennessee rye, or, yeah, which is which is not nearly as high a rye content. But nonetheless, it's a Tennessee style. Um, it's sweet. It's somewhat mono uh, monochromatic, if you will. Uh, one Ooh, note, man, that's a big one. Holy cow! Somebody did good on the SAT last week. Yes, sir. I'll be giving your sons you lessons. You obviously have a wonderful economy with words. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know what the, uh, the Texas aging does for it. I don't really get as much wood as I did on the on the bourbon. I think it's more reminiscent. He doesn't of the, get his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to me, the the wood influence he is much more wood. similar to the he American did. whiskey in that uh, the wood takes a backseat to the fruitiness and the sweetness uh, of the base spirit. That's all I got. What do you think, Brent? Okay, the first thing when I, with the nose and the first taste, this really reminded me of a Tennessee rye right off the bat. It was just like you said. Really, I mean, that struck me right off the bat. Um, I got uh, I got a lot of oatmeal, a pepper, tobacco, um, some dark chocolate. Uh, I got Are a we few. drinking the same thing? What's that? I got Flintstones. I That's all. I, I didn't get oatmeal, chocolate, pepper. <laughs> I know. Are we tasting the same thing? You weren't even born with the sense God gave the common dog. Alex, I'll have things that Brent will say for a hundred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, uh, but I did get some um, some of the tannins from the from the barrel. Um, some you know with a little bit of the oak notes, and the the finish really lingers of just black pepper. I get a I get a kind of a long finish, but it's just straight one note black pepper on the finish. It doesn't none of those other notes from the from the uh, from the palate follow through besides black pepper. I get some of that black pepper, but to me it was dominated yeah. by the fruity pebbles. Well, maybe that's from the oatmeal and the dark chocolate and tobacco. Tobacco is made with fruity pebbles, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> only the kids version yeah maybe well, that was yeah. my breakfast justin what do you think i got a lot of oak on the nose i got heavy wood on the front end of the palate and a long finish maury can fix it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminded me of, it reminded me of dickle rye <laughs> aged aged a little bit more oh it's the tennessee good. yeah the tennessee rye it really come i mean it, there's definitely they said like really a dinkle eight-year rye that they age for another year. 
Yeah, they don't say where it comes from, but it really does remind you of a Tennessee rye. That's the first thing that hit Maury, first thing that hit me. Um, you know, it's, I think we all kind of feel that right off the bat. It'll be the last thing when I hit Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, what did you think? Woo! Yeah, okay. Not good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'm sorry. Did I get you unprepared to make a comment? I'm, no, I'm lost just for thinking. words. No, I'm thinking... This has got to be Tennessee rye. I mean, it's got to be. God no, but God knows we're all not real bright around here. We could be totally off. This could be coming from Maryland for all we know. But it's 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 got to be. I mean, the nose alone is enough to tip me off. Um, but I definitely, I, I'm picking up some of the stuff that Brent's picking up. I can definitely get the oatmeal. And I can definitely get, I, I get a little bit of menthol, a little bit of mint way back deep up in the nose um on the palate mm. i am picking up that slight bit of like a it's not real heavy but it's like a very like a dark cocoa in the back it's not real up front it's just sort of laying in the back just sort of a of, of a dark cocoa note um yeah i mean it's 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 uh there's not, nothing wrong with this. I'll drink the heck out of this. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I was pleasantly surprised with it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I was yeah, yeah. I have to look at some of these people as I say that. <laughs> yeah, well, that but that alone is going to make you laugh. And you look at this crowd. So. Yeah, but again, this is something else. I could just sit down and drink for the evening. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Oh, yes. Yeah, I could just sit and drink it in for the evening and and enjoy it. No way. can drink this all night. Well, you know. I not, all not, all night. Pampers, not all night. Spoiled as some maybe others, only, yeah. Maybe only eight or ten hours. Maybe not all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only half a bottle left, so you might get about 15 minutes out of that. <laughs> but it's... But it's it's real, like, you know, all these are very approachable, you know, wonderfully approachable. All of them are to me. Well, we're going to give, uh, we're going to give the title 21 Rye. Three sips. Interesting. All right. So now was, we are going to. It was a disputed three sips by some people. Yeah, well, it's always there's always a dispute always when it comes one, to you know. There's always one person. There's always got to be one somewhere, and uh, Mr. Happy isn't here, so we've got Mr. Happy Junior. So it's like we don't have Gallagher; we have Gallagher too. Awesome, great. Go smash a watermelon. So, all three of these, all three of these uh, spirits were were nice. They were, you know, there was it was they were pleasant. There was. You know, you could just sit down. You would, you would feel. You know, if you went and poured something for somebody, you know, that mm -hmm. was at your house, and you went and just poured one of these, you wouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah. Well, you know, a the, lot of a lot of new companies, while they're waiting for their product to come out, will you know purchase source product and do some blending and some stuff to it. And you know, some of them don't do it very well. Yeah. You know, well, like, they some of them manage to take a perfectly good product and, and, and right, make, and, it, and make they, it pretty right, damn they find horrible. Out a way, right. They find um, a way to destroy it. Yeah. But so far, so good though. Yeah. We'll be back. And we are back, and we are talking about uh, some whiskeys uh, from Title 21. And we're also talking about uh, some other whiskeys that also come from these folks out in Dallas, Texas. 
So why don't we have uh, Justin tell us what we're going to have next. We're actually going to leave Texas, and uh, I'm waiting for the accent to come out now. Our last product is Knockmore Irish Whiskey. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's, there's what I've been waiting for. It's the drunken leprechaun. He's back the and drunk, he's proud. The, the drunken Texas leprechaun has arrived. <laughs> A drunken Texas leprechaun. Boy, that's... <laughs> damn, that's scary. This beautiful expression is 40% alcohol by volume and only 25 bucks. Knockmore Irish whiskey is made from blending aged single malts and 8 to 10 year old grain whiskeys in first filled charred bourbon barrels. This whiskey is non-chill filtered. Which means there's nice little bits in the bottom. Do we see the nice little bits? I don't see the nice little bits at all. <laughs> I don't see them at all either. But uh, there I should be little them. bits. I don't see them. Not always will you find them. There's, sometimes it takes a few years to. Uh, sometimes it takes a few years before you'll actually see the see the any, bits. any sediment in the bottom from a non-chill filtered. Well, we're going to revisit this in five years from today and see if there's little bits floating around. I'm oh, going to... Peace and love. Peace and love. Okay. Oh, peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> no hope. Absolutely no hope. <laughs> we're just... We're, we're, we're... We lost the last two listeners. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last two. You want to start over? Yeah. We can start... Okay, we're going to introduce the next whiskey and we'll see if... It, you know, I'm, Let's, now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you, Rocky. So, uh, yeah, not nearly as frightening as the leprechaun. So. <laughs> okay, Justin, give us your uh, give us your notes on this. So there was a nice nose and heat on it. It had a lot of nice fruits on the palate, and it had a beautiful wood finish. I really like the balance that this whiskey had, and for twenty five bucks, it's outstanding irish whiskey it almost tastes like scotch which is a compliment not if you're in ireland <laughs> <laughs> you ever met an irishman oh you're a dead man <laughs> what's his name the uh, ucf fighter did you see him uh, uh, yeah. talking about how Connor everything McGregor. all the all the whiskey in america tastes like garbage because it's not irish whiskey and blah 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 yeah oh yeah yeah go tell him it tastes like scotch we should have colin <laughs> mcgregor on the show We'll have uh, a, we'll he's have probably a got, He's probably got a few other things to do than hang he's out in the basement with us. Possibly, but I don't know. What do you think, Maury? Well, I'm going to echo a couple things that Justin said. Let me start by talking about the color. It's very light, very pale yellow color, um, but uh, it's the lightest of the whiskeys we've tried today. It's got a very nice typical nose for Irish whiskey. It's got some sweetness. And uh, really, I would agree that Justin on the palate, very balanced, very nice mouthfeel, really one of the nicest Irish whiskeys I've had in quite some time. I think when you factor in that the price point, it's, it's hard to beat. Uh, it's just a pleasant all-day sipper. It's just got a little bit of oh everything. My. Got a nice... That, that made him lose his train of thought. <laughs> nice finish. <laughs> Um, Mr. Sulu got him excited, and uh, I got nothing but uh, but high respect for this whiskey. This thing has legs for miles. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely you well put You pour the whiskey on the side of its yeah. glass, the, and then you well, put it back what, let's down. Let's see what Mr. Bourbon has to say. What do you say, Mr. Bourbon? No, well, this is light. When, you, when, when Maury mentioned the, of how light it is, I mean, you can you see through the bottle and, and read anything clearly. It's, it's very, very light in color. Uh, I got a lot of, on the nose, I got a when lot of When did you learn how to read? Who are you kidding? Uh, uh, hey, this was <laughs> the... Uh, you so, weren't even born with the sense God gave the common dog. Yeah, okay. I got I got some malt, and it's very fruity to me. It's uh, it's a very fruity Irish whiskey kind of thing. A lot of those characteristics of uh, of the fruit and stuff that came out to me. Um, the only thing that that I did not like about this was it had a short finish. I thought it was a very short finish. I mean, it was it was just one note and done. The fruit done, and I was ready to drink it again, but. So it was very drinkable, but a very short finish to me. I, I know you think it was a little bit longer finish, but for me... No, it wasn't dramatically long, but I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah. It's, for me, it was just, you know, fruity and short. So keep drinking it. That sounds like stop. some people are going to say that. That's, yeah, your wife was telling me something about that the right. other night. Right. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's uncomfortable could, here uh, now. No, I, it's one of those things, again, I'm not offended by drinking this, and I could sit down and drink this and enjoy it for what it is, $25, and wow. and uh, and sit down and enjoy this. How can you go wrong, really? Yeah. This is this is another one of their products I that I enjoyed. I'm I, a little confused when you say it's one of their products. It's clearly a product of Ireland. It's distilled in Ireland. They're the importer. I'm, I'm confused about the Dallas connection. They're the importer. Oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They picked a good one. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? They have like, you know, they send the leprechauns over there and make it and then bring it back. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Irish whiskey. Well, can you send me back a leprechaun to Texas, please? <sighs> sometimes he's a little bit slow. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, sometimes I just look over there and I just look and I think. Bueller. 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 Yeah. yeah. So the name of the. Of- of, of the whiskey actually is instructions. Just knock more of it down. You won't mind the short finish. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty much your middle name. <laughs> but, but what are you, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I think it's an extremely well-made Irish whiskey. Um, I do enjoy an Irish whiskey. I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I know people who that's all they drink, you know, dream, you know, people who are Jameson's nuts. And that's, I mean, they're like, you know, they're like the Jack Daniels guy. They drink nothing but Jack Daniels. Um, it's got a really lovely nose on it. Yeah. I think they would appreciate this. Yeah. I think some of them would, you know, like would be taken aback a little bit and say, wow, that's nice. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a really nice nose on it. It's sweet. It's floral. You can taste like some, uh, some like roasted red fruit. Yeah, it's it's really good. And then on the on the palate, hold on. Yeah, I mean that's lovely. It's extremely well balanced. Um, when you blend the malt whiskey with the grain whiskey, you know sometimes you will get a little bit of an imbalance. You're getting a little bit more of the grain versus. You know, the malt, sometimes it's a little bit out of proportion. Sometimes, you know, a lot of Irish whiskeys, really all you taste is the grain, you know, because they're going for, uh, you know, the cheaper blend. Um, I think this is extremely well put together. I'm picking up, picking up really nice notes of honey and brown sugar. 
I'm getting some, like I said before, I'm, I'm getting like some stewed fruit, like some pears, a little bit of apple on the nose, a little bit of apple on the palate. I think it's got a decent finish on it. I mean, it's not, again, it's a $25 whiskey. I mean, it's, I mean, if you're, if you get any finish at all for 25 bucks, it's pretty good. And I'd say it's, it's a medium length finish. Um, you get a lot of spice and palate on the, on the, on the back palate of it, on the back part of your tongue. Um, not a lot of finish on the front, but it's all sort of back palate and throat. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, for the money, it's a hell of a whiskey. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. So I think uh, the group consensus is in. We're going to be giving this one three sips. Interesting. I kind of like what they're doing there in Texas. I don't usually say that about Texas either. But, you know, well, they seem to wait until in, the indictments go away. Yeah. Well, they, they've seemed to have brought in some some products, you know, some some great products from from Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee. I didn't get they, a lot of Kentuckian influence, but I definitely got some. Well, Tennessee, they uh, got some of it. I mean, they say they got they get a summer from Kentucky, so mm. I don't know where. I mean, so I don't know where, but they they've obviously done a good job of of taking those products and and blending them to their to fit their needs, putting them in another barrel, and giving it a little bit of a Texas influence that is not offensive that I find in a lot of the Texas products that are out there. I, I, I tend to feel that some of these, the ones that are out there right now, they, they come across too front forward, too bitter, too much of that heat has got to them and not enough of the cool cold has got to them. And they, and they tend to have the, uh, the wood yeah. tannins. It's like they're, they're, they're burnt, they're cooked. Yeah. Like the wood tannins and stuff that over kind of, it's, not, and it's not even, I, I won't even point a finger at any one particular state. Anything that's because we've had stuff from other states and Florida yeah. and Alabama right, and Texas, right. lots of places that are you know just don't have winter, you know places in the Sun Belt. Yes, and and I'm and I'm with you on that. You you'll get some that have that sort of. It's like an overdone pizza, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's you can the, taste it underneath, and you go, man, that's real. If it just wasn't for the, you know, if this thing had got a few cool nights once or yeah. twice a year. They could have really had something. It doesn't have that balance that a lot yeah. of, you know, that you should find from places, you know, in the central. And I'm not states. even going to say that's bad because, you know, there are a lot of whiskeys out there. Some people like a lot of that, that wood that, finish. That, that people, you know, that really like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, give me that. Give me oh, that. Yeah. Word, there are a lot of southern whiskeys that have, you know, that have big followings of yeah. people that really, that's their profile. It's, you know, you know the tobacco and I think 20 years ago, they were and, taking uh, the really, really over, over-aged, really over-oaked Kentucky whiskeys that no one here wanted. They were shipping in Japan because they couldn't get enough of it. Because again, that's the flavor profile in that area that that they tend to prefer. They like the older, more tannic. They like you know much more wood influence. So it's just it's a it's a difference of opinions, a difference of taste. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it's whenever I get one from the south, you know, sometimes it tends to be overcooked for me. Um, that's but, a good word, overcooked. Yeah. 
but I mean, the, the, the time that these spent in barrels in Texas, right. uh, you know, certainly did not uh, under two years. Didn't yeah. do that at all. Yeah. Oh, I've, I, hey, I've had I've had whiskeys from the Sun Belt that were two years old from the beginning. You know, they put white dog in, and two years later took it out, and it tasted like it had been roasted. So, um, I don't know what if they're doing anything different or how they're doing it. But I mean, so far, yeah. I uh, know. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to find out how they how they store their barrels. Well, you maybe know, we need a field trip out to Title no, Twenty One. There we go. That's field it. trip. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, field trip. I call it now. Field I trip. spoke to yeah, several people over down. there, and 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 they put me in touch with the with the the president of the company, and they are in the process of you know distilling their own. They're they're working on it. They're doing it. And in fact, they're I believe she said they're looking at expanding and maybe getting a bigger still uh, than they currently have to try and do more. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they come up with when it's, you know, merged over into all their own product. Because they've been around, obviously, if they've been aging it in, in Texas for at least two years, I'm guessing they've been making it for, you know, maybe that long. So, you know, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah, once they're once they put out their own product, hopefully it hasn't followed some of the same roots as some of the other southern states and Texas that of that. I would like it to be more like this than some of that burnt those burnt characteristics that i get in some of the other ones mm -hmm. so hopefully hopefully they've taken some of their good you know the the good things that come off of what they have now and portray that to what their their own still product mm -hmm. now is the mash bills of the texas whiskeys like balcones and stuff different than the mash bill that they've put in these whiskeys or is it just the aging process that burns the whiskey Oh, I think it's both. I think the mash bills are all a little bit unique, but I suspect that it's the heat, yeah. the climate. That the the flavor that we're talking about, that's that's the climate. Yeah. That's definitely the climate. Yeah. You know, because it you move the corn up or down three or five or six percent, that's not gonna give you I mean, because most places have their own mash. It's not like there's a set bill, okay, bourbon is going to be this and rye is gonna be that. I mean, there's minimums, but other than that, there's no set standard that everyone does. And the only places that you see that sort of profile come in sometimes are places where they really don't get winners. But then again, here's the thing. Go to Kavalan. I mean, it's in Taiwan. I mean, it's a jungle. It's 100 degrees, 365 days a year there. And and they're winning, you know, World Whiskey of the Year, you know, every other year with their stuff, and and you don't get that at all from them. So, are they I, using temperature control? Or maybe that's they, not maybe, there. No, maybe I, there's somebody with the humidity for yeah, them. Yeah, I don't know something. I don't know. I that's don't a, know. I, I do know. Different. I do know some of the ones in. Uh, I I do know some of the Asian whiskeys, Taiwan, India. I know some of them have been experimenting with other things like. They've actually wrapped barrels in plastic and things like that because it's so hot. They get so much more evaporation trying to reduce that. You know, I don't know if that's working or anything, but there's definitely a way to do it without, you know, getting that flavor profile. And like I said, for, for what they're doing, they're taking, they're putting it in new barrels. So you should be getting, you know, it's going to be a much stronger wood influence. And, and if they're doing it for two years in new barrels, I'm not picking up. You know, some of the stuff that you get from hotter climates. So whatever they're doing, they seem to be doing it okay. So, you know, overall, you know, good product, especially especially for the prices. I mean, the price points on these are great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you see where they where they've done this and they, you know, they try to jack up the price to try to you know, so uh 
I don't know how they're doing it at this price, how they're getting a source product and keeping it this low because no one else seems to be doing that. Well, that's definitely true. Most of the source stuff, they're charging boutique high-end prices for. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and that's then, what kind of shocks me about the whole thing. Yeah, and, and I get it. It's, you know, economies yeah. of scale, but, you know, overall good stuff. So yep. cheers to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, iTunes, and Spreaker, our native media host. The easiest way to find our show on your phone is just ask Alexa, Siri, or Google. Play podcasts, sip suds, and smokes. Be sure to tap subscribe, and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sip suds and smokes. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sip suds smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on these social media platforms. Please do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us. Thank you, Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm going to go out and kick that tumbleweed's butt. (laughs) Thank you, Maury. (laughs) Yeehaw. Thank you, Bob. Love what you did to the basement today. The tumbleweeds are a nice touch. It's a Texas theme, so, you know. Thank you, Justin. Thank you very much, Bob. Appreciate you. And there's you can, the drunken leprechaun. He can get off. He can get off the. He can get off that riding mechanical bull now. <laughs> and for sip, suds, and smokes, this is Made Man Bob, and we want to thank you for joining us. And remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. Wasn't bad whiskey today? We could drink this all day. Oh, peace and love. Peace and love. I'm gonna have myself another sip. You another sip. I would have never imagined such a thing. I don't know why we brought out a spit bucket. Who needs those things? Only at the (laughs) dentist office, my friend. Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.